It's May the 3rd. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back. We have been in a year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. And today, we come to the end of the book of 1 Samuel. But before we jump into that, I want to mention something to you. Far and away, number one question I get is, Pastor Ray, what translation are you using? I started off by using the World English Bible, did a little bit from the Berean Study Bible. Most of my reading has been from the Christian Standard Bible, published by Broadman and Holman, but in the book of Psalms now, I'm using the 1984 NIV. Without getting into a discussion about all that, I just want to recommend something to you. If you have a cell phone, I want you to get this app. It's called Parallel Plus. Parallel Plus. Got it? Parallel Plus. This amazing app. You can get it for Android. You can get it for iPhone. You can get it for your laptop. It's an amazing app that lets you take up to five versions of the Bible, and it will just show them to you in parallel on your cell phone, on your iPad, or on your laptop. So I could hold up my cell phone like this, and I could have the King James, the NIV, the Legacy Standard, the ESV, and then maybe the New Living Translation. There's a whole bunch to pick from. And if you're reading through Amos or if you're reading through 1 Samuel, it shows you uh, this like verse 6. Verse 6 is here, 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 and here. So as you're reading it, you can see this is how it comes out in the King James. This is how it comes out. In the Berean, this is how it comes out in the World English. This is how it comes out in the CSB. It's free. Get that app. It's called Parallel Plus. And I just have found it so interesting doing this reading out loud to see both the similarities and the differences between the different translations. It's called Parallel Plus. It's free. I hope you will download it. Now today, we're going to wrap up 1 Samuel, the book of 1 Samuel. We're going to read chapters 30 and 31. Chapter 30 is, um, well, this is what happened at Ziklag when David and his men, having been dismissed from the Philistine army because the Philistine commanders, the, the, the generals and the, the, the officers there, they didn't trust David and they shouldn't have. He is dismissed from the army, which was going up to fight against David's own people, the Israelites. David and his men are going to go back home. You're going to see what happens as a result? And it's a famous verse here, First uh, Samuel 30, verse 6. And I noticed how the CSB translates it, and some of the other versions give it just a, a little bit different wording. It's one of the more important verses in verse Samuel. I'll try to highlight that when we get to it. Then chapter 31, end of the book, the sad, tragic end of the life of Saul and his sons. Let's read together. First Samuel 30. David and his men arrived in Ziklag on the third day. The Amalekites had raided the Negev and attacked and burned Ziklag. They also had kidnapped the women and everyone in it from youngest to oldest. They'd killed no one, but had carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men arrived at the town, they found it burned. Their wives, sons, and daughters had been kidnapped. David and the troops with him wept loudly until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelite, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite, also had been kidnapped. David was in an extremely difficult position because the troops talked about stoning him, 
for they were all very bitter over the loss of their sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. David said to the priest Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it to him, and David asked the Lord, Should I pursue the raiders? Will I overtake them? The Lord replied to him, Pursue them, for you will certainly overtake them and rescue the people. So David and the six hundred men with him went. They came to the Wadi Besor, where some stayed behind. David and four hundred of the men continued the pursuit, while two hundred stopped because they were too exhausted to cross the Wadi Besor. David's men found an Egyptian in the open country and brought him to David. They gave him some bread to eat and water to drink. They gave him some pressed figs and two clusters of raisins. After he ate, he revived, for he hadn't eaten food or drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, Who do you belong to? Where are you from? I'm an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite man. He said, My master abandoned me when I got sick three days ago. We raided the south country of the Cherethites, the territory of Judah, and the south country of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag. David then asked him, Will you lead me to these raiders? He said, Swear to me by God that you won't kill me or turn me over to my master, and I will lead you to them. So he led them, and there were the Amalekites spread out over the entire area, eating, drinking, and celebrating because of the great amount of plunder they had taken from the hand of the Philistines in the land of Judah. David slaughtered them from twilight until the evening of the next day. None of them escaped except 400 young men who got on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken. He also rescued his two wives. Nothing of theirs was missing from the youngest to the oldest, including the sons and daughters and all the plunder the Amalekites had taken. David got everything back. He took all the flocks and herds which were driven ahead of the other livestock, and the people shouted, This is David's plunder. When David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to go with him and had been left at the Wadi Besor, they came out to meet him and to meet the troops with him. When David approached the men, he greeted them. But all the corrupt and worthless men among those who had gone with David argued, Because they didn't go with us, we will not give any of the plunder we recovered to them except for each man's wife and children. They may take them and go. But David said, My brothers, you must not do, do this with what the Lord has given us. He protected us and handed over to us the raiders who came against us. Who can agree to your proposal? The share of the one who goes into battle is to be the same as the share of the one who remains with the supplies. They will share equally. And it has been so from that day forward. David established this policy as a law and an ordinance for Israel, and it continues today. When David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the plunder to his friends, the elders of Judah, saying, Here is a gift for you from the plunder of the Lord's enemies. He sent gifts to those in Bethel, in Ramoth, of the Negev, and to Jatir, to those in Eroer, in Sifmoth, and in Eshtemoa, to those in Rachel, in the towns of the Jeremelites, and in the towns of the Kenites, to those in Hormah, in Bor-Ashan, and in Athok, to those in Hebron, and to those in all the places where men, where, where David and his men had roamed. 1 Samuel 31, end of the line for Saul. The Philistines fought against Israel, and Israel's men fled from them and were killed on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines pursued Saul and his sons and killed his son, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua. When the battle intensified against Saul, the archers found him and severely wounded him. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, 
draw your sword and run me through with it. Or these uncircumcised men will come and run me through and torture me. But his armor bearer would not do it because he was terrified. Then Saul took his sword and fell on it. When his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his own sword and died with him. So on that day, Saul died together with his three sons, his armor bearer, and all his men. When the men of Israel on the other side of the valley and on the other side of the Jordan saw that Israel's men had fled and that Saul and his son were dead, they abandoned the cities and fled. So the Philistines came and settled in them. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his three sons dead on Mount Gilboa. They cut off Saul's head, stripped off his armor, and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to spread the good news in the temples of their idols and among the people. Then they put his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreth and hung his body on the wall of Bethshan. When the residents of Jabesh Gilead heard what the Philistines had done, all their brave man, men set out, journeyed all night, and re retrieved the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan. When they arrived at Jabesh, they burned the bodies there. Afterward, they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh and fasted seven days. Thus the end of 1 Samuel. This one word, that famous verse in chapter 29, David paid a price. A terrible price for messing around with the Philistines. Sort of trying to pretend wasn't who he really was. When he got back home, Ziklag, Ziklag was burning. His loved one, his two wives, and his men were angry. They wanted to stone him. And I say, I say, I can understand that, why they were so angry. And the text said, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. There are times when everything around us has turned against us. Our friends have disowned us. They've forgotten us. Maybe they're just too busy for us. The pain has become so great. In that moment, we must do what David did. We must go to the Lord and encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. Go back to what you know to be true, that there is a God, that God is good, that God is righteous, that God is holy, that God knows, that God understands, that God cares, that God sent his Son for you, that God has a purpose. He's going to make you like Jesus. He intends to make all things work together for good in your life today. Somebody needed to hear that today. Maybe that somebody was you. God does love you. He does care about you. Let us go out today and have a great day. And let us encourage ourselves that we know the Lord. No, let us encourage ourselves. The Lord knows us. He has a plan for us. He hasn't forgotten us. Remember that. Encourage yourself and Lord your God. And with that encouragement, go out and have a great day. Come back tomorrow, folks. We're going to jump into the amazing book of Second Samuel. See you then.